A very warm welcome to our latest Momentum Moments. I'm Alistair Body, Business Development Director here at Momentum Broker Solutions. Today, I'm joined by our very own Broken Director, Matt Brunton. Very warm welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us. I, I know who you are as well. <laughs> We're talking to the listeners here, Matt. Know, it's not about you. Matt, we've known each other for what, for what probably seems like an eternity now. So for me, maybe longer than for you, but uh, we'll, we'll have that debate another day. But we, we first met, was it in 2008, I think, um, which was just before you started your career in insurance. You know, what attracted you to insurance at the time and what's your reflections on the last, what, 13 years? I don't think attraction is is the correct word, Alistair. I think in reality, in the cliche of insurance, I kind of fell into it. Um, The reality was I knew I needed a career. I'd been working at HSBC for 18 months uh, post-university. I I realised it wasn't a long-term solution for my own personal aspirations. Um, I then bumped into your good self at at a pub, surprise, surprise, and uh, it went from there. in terms of the reflections, a lot of personal development, a number of lessons learned across the across across that time, um, but thoroughly enjoyable. And you know, to be honest, for thirteen of those fifteen years, I've been I've had the luck of being part of a great team at Momentum. So yeah, when you joined Momentum in twenty ten, um, I think you were Momentum's what first broker at the time, weren't you? Yeah, I was the first broker. Um, it was an incredibly exciting time. I was probably a little bit naive to what the business would become or what the business wanted to become in terms of the size and the scale that we are now. Um, at the point I, I joined, I just came as a, as a broker. It was something I was enjoying at my previous role at 10. And um, yeah, fancied a bit, a bit of a change to join Momentum. I was still very new to the industry. Um there were five of us originally. All of us are still 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 here in the business now, apart from one. And despite my infancy in the industry, it allowed me to have autonomy and input to shape our placement strategy and develop some key relationships that we've still got now and, and some obviously changed, some have strengthened since. But it was um yeah, an incredibly exciting time for me, mate, to be fair. And back in those days you're obviously living in Toddington, um, commuting sixty miles up the M one. Yeah, three three times a week it was kind of um Howard and Hayes had the foresight to allow hybrid working before the, the pandemic, to be fair, and I was I was trusted to do so. So yeah, it was um it was good, but um yeah, three times a week takes its toll after a while. So I um relocated to to Leicestershire um about five years ago. And thinking about um you know what momentum was when you joined, you said you know you're a bit naive back in the day, uh, and you know didn't quite know what you're getting yourself into. But you must sit there now and reflect about how substantially different the business looks from uh, back in those days oh it's, it's massive and it's you know it's it's one of the proudest things to be part of the team since since day one as you can see the evolution of the business and i think you know the business has now grown our team has become sizable with over 70 people employed by the business uh within that i suppose that the main change for me is the fact that we now have specialist teams within our business who add value. Um, so outside of Broken, we've got a business systems team, we've got a marketing team, we've got a compliance team, we've got an administrative team. And the quality of what those teams produce adds huge value internally, i.e. efficiencies and the promotion of our business, but also add huge value to our AR partners and also our Shura partners. Um, so that's been the biggest fundamental change since day one uh, to, 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 to now. And I suppose thinking this specifically from a broking perspective, you know, you joined as a 
if you don't mind me saying, a junior broker, um, you know, early in your career to now taking over as the broking director, you know, what, what other changes other than obviously your journey have you seen in the broking team specifically? Well, over the last couple of years, especially the broking team has evolved considerably. So over the last 18 months, I'd say, um, uh, we've now got two broking managers who work close with myself. We've also created a senior broking team um, who provide us with great support in terms of implementation and setting the broking strategy. We've also got motor fleet and motor trade specialists within the business to accommodate for the volume of business that RARs generate in those segments. We've got a specialist personal lines team and um, more recently, we've recruited internally and implemented team leaders across all, all our teams within the business. So massive changing from the, from the broken angle. You also see the growth of, 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 of people within the business. You know, they join as apprentices or, or join as, I suppose, junior broking staff members like myself. And they've now gravitated to more senior roles within the business, which is, you know, fantastic to see. And I suppose, you know, looking at the evolution of the business, you know, as the business grew and matured, it was obviously pretty important to have a structure in place that supported that growth. And um, one of the more recent uh, um, additions to the business is the new business team, I mean, which used to be done within the, the, the day-to-day broking teams. What was the sort of th- th- thought process behind that? Uh, we had some individuals within our uh, teams that um, purely undertook new business broking. Um, new business is is, is obviously dis, di- different in terms of the the way that's transacted with the market in comparison to existing business. Um, it was also important that those individuals were cohesive and understood who we're placing business with, who was providing great service, and putting them in with one team allows them to share that information. So it allows us to improve focus on markets that can turn around and provide great offering for our AR members. Um, so yeah, it, it made sense to do so. So what does a typical day week look like for Matt Brunton? Generally, the working week would consist of a couple of insurer meetings uh, mo- most days. Uh, obviously, you focus on account performance, claims, service, but also additional benefits that, that that market can provide, whether that's the internal momentum team or our AR members. Obviously, con- consistently involved in providing oversight and support on cases which might might cause a challenge for us, from whether it be new business or existing business. Um, and I also like to retain an interest in in day to day broking, so I'll still be seen occasionally broking case from uh, from cradle to grave. And to be fair, you know, keeping yourself close to the coalface, as they say, and doing the broking is probably one of the things you probably enjoy quite a bit. But at the same time, maybe not quite have as much time as you'd like to. Yeah, with, with the other uh, roles and responsibilities now that I've got, you know, it, it has changed a little bit in terms of my my working day. Um, so, yeah, wh- where I can, I, I try to get involved, but it's not as frequent as it used to be. And, and with the broking team, it's, it's evolved substantially over the last few years in regards to, um, you know, the expertise and the knowledge within. You know, what, 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 what in your mind makes a good broker or a good broking team? Uh, I think to be a good broker... Um, you need a combination of technical expertise mixed with the ability to negotiate and influence with the insurance market from both a coverage and pricing perspective. Um, you need strong insurer underwriting relationships. If you don't have that, irrespective of your knowledge, you'll struggle to create the offerings needed to win or retain business. Um, a good broker will always keep up to date with what's going on in the market. So, 
following market cycles. So this year, motors obviously been a, a massive change uh, in comparison to the previous 18 months. So understanding what an insurer's um, attitude will be and the, their, their current appetite and how that's changed. It's an ever evolving landscape. So you need to invest your time into that. Um, our model adds in a, a different dynamic as well uh, for me in that we do the broking obviously on behalf of our AR members. So a good broker within Momentum also has to have fantastic customer service skills. Our partners are a little bit detached from the transactional broking process. So we need to communicate effectively with them to ensure that they know what's going on in terms of the broking process to manage their prospect or existing clients' expectations. A good broking team will obviously have individuals with all of the above but the broken need team needs to be a cohesive unit that understands the object objectives understands what we're trying to achieve and you have to have a balance of individuals who might be technically strong but aren't as um have less trading skills and then you have to have some with more trading skills that aren't as technically strong. So that, that they're the key components for me of a, of, of a good broken team. We heard recently from Alec and John and the broken team about, in a recent episode, about the importance of teamwork and communication. I mean, you've used the word cohesive a few times, but fundamentally, it's the foundation of a good, a well-performing team. You know, how does how does the team though manage the substantial volume of work and with obviously the inevitable surprises that hit the desks on a regular basis? Um, it's a very good question, Asa. Um, we have an important cog or component in our broken team, which is our triage team. So any inquiry that comes into Momentum will be looked at and reviewed by our triage team. They help initially identify and direct inquiries to the relevant team, whether that be commercial or personal lines. Um, we are supported by brilliant operational functions which functions sorry which allow us to identify how the broken teams are performing in respect of existing cases on the go but it also assists in prioritizing inquiries that have come into our business and most importantly you've touched on another c word the communication word that is imperative in terms of the success we do have and our ability to uh, perform Irrespective of hybrid work, and we've managed to maintain some great forms of communication via various systems, and that allows us to, to both be proactive and also reactive when work comes in, which re requires quick, decisive action. And look, compliments don't come uh, thick and fast between the two of us, um, <laughs> like a bit of banter. But you must be incredibly proud of what both you know you've achieved, and also what the team the team has achieved over the last few years, and in, in regards to the success it's had. Yeah, more so proud of, of, of the team, um, as we touched on earlier. Some of the um, some of the progression that individuals made within our business has been um, fantastic to see. It's great to see someone come into the business, adapt to this model, which is very different from most traditional broken houses, and become important um, components within the within the broken team. So yeah, extremely proud. We've still got some some work to do to improve, but that's a, a, another reason to be proud that we don't ever sit there and think we've accomplished this as a as, as a broken house. You know, feedback is 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 massively important from our from our partners and we're always striving to improve. And one of the I suppose key skills that you need to have as a as a, a member of Momentum is 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 realizing that feedback is a gift. It's it's something we can utilize. It's something that we have to take notice of to make it better for our partners as we move forward. So yeah, um, incredibly proud of the team.
If we can move the sort of uh, subject on to insurers, you know, obviously having a substantial panel of insurers, I know, um, you know, every time a, a new member joins, there's sort of pressure on potential opening new new agencies. And I think, I think at last uh, number I saw was about 270 agencies we have in place. But it must be incredibly difficult to, you know, try and keep that breadth of market access whilst keeping insurers happy. Uh, it's incredibly difficult internally because uh, the compliance and operation teams have to complete the Tobas and Emma and her accounts team have to reconcile accounts with that many insurers. So that, that's probably the biggest challenge. But no, in, yeah, it, it can be difficult because obviously every insurer always, always wants more. Um, they always want to... Um, receive more inquiries and obviously convert more business from us. They, they see us on LinkedIn. We're prominent. We're growing. So the expectation from them is that the account is currently X, but it should be X. But I've always maintained uh, an ethos of, of, of honesty and transparency with our partners. Um, so we, we keep them posted as to why they aren't writing more or why a certain other insurer is, is potentially has a larger account than them, which I think is is, is a really important um, quality to have when you're doing the role that, that, that I do because a lot of people would probably sell a dream to an insurer or an MGA, not manage their expectation and cause themselves a challenge later down the line when the premium aspiration or, or target hasn't been achieved. So I think we're always open, realistic and transparent with our insurers, which allows us to keep so many on side. Um, having so many is important because, Alistair, as you know, when you go and see a new prospect and they've got a cases with X market, it's important that we're able to say, yes, we can facilitate as opposed to, I'm really sorry, no, we can't take 20% of your current book of business because we don't trade with that, with that, with that insurer or, or have an agency with them. I mean, service from insurers has been rather topical of late, certainly uh, post-COVID. Um, and I can imagine that in itself is just another challenge that you and the team, the broking team, have to manage. You know, how have you managed to cope with it over the last few years? We'll talk post-COVID because obviously COVID was a unique situation where every business had its challenges. But um, post-COVID, from a trading perspective, I'm going to use the word trading there because we'll probably touch on claims a bit later in the discussion. But day-to-day -day trading, I think in the whole, insurer's service has they've maintained fairly good service levels, uh, being candid with you. I think it's important in this role to be to be balanced at times and appreciate there's always going to be the odd clangor that's dropped by an insurer. There's obvious challenges in the insurance market at the moment around resource. We also entered a hard market cycle a couple of years ago. So there's always going to be these peaks and troughs. So in terms of managing that, we've tried to be understanding of our partners, insurer partners challenges. But at the same time, we have to focus on ensuring that we create the right result and um ensure that we utilise our relationships, our volume and credibility with the market to get the right response from our AR partners to ensure the success, which is ultimately the growth of their businesses. I mean, with these service challenges and whilst, you know, some insurers were better than others, but um, how's the team ability to broke business and, you know, have the conversations with underwriters as opposed to being post boxes and, you know, get that story across? How has that been affected? Yeah, that's the area where I've found the most difficult, with, especially someone like myself who, who does like to get on the phone and, and chat. Um, it's more difficult now than it ever has been to get hold of an underwriter. Um, I'm not too sure that all insurers have um, managed to implement an effective uh, telephone system to manage the hybrid working system. And 
if there's on, on most insurance cases, you look at there's something quirky on that risk or there's an interesting risk feature. Or there's been a claim. And when you can't get hold of an underwriter, it's far more challenging to have a conversation to influence their thought process to apply terms on a case than just reading it on an email. Um, as a business, though, we've we kind of understood that and reacted quite well, where we've now got some dedicated teams within our larger strategic insurer partners. But we also now undertake a lot of insurer surgeries. So you'll probably see a lot of content on LinkedIn that we've got so and so in the in the office uh, company with a picture and uh, people around that said individual because that massively helps. And that's day, that, that's taking trading back to basics. Well, you know, how do you have an effective relationship? Well, it's face to face, isn't it? Insurance has always been that. So we've, we've gone back to those basic fundamentals. Um, I think the biggest challenge at the market at the minute, though, Alistair, is, as I touched on earlier, is motor claims. And that's something that we are trying to work on, but it's an industry-wide problem. And I think that's our biggest issue, that a lot of our team and a lot of our ARs are currently spending far too much time trying to access claims handlers, which inevitably impacts our ability to do the bit of the job that we enjoy, which is doing the deals for the new business or making sure we retain existing uh, business. And that's the frustration that we've currently all got. And I suppose thinking about smaller brokers in the market, um, you know, what what challenges do you see they have at the moment? Uh, well, you and I talk about this quite a lot, don't you? You get a lot of insight from your discussions with our prospects. And the main themes I hear from you are compliance challenges, uh, regulatory issues, professional indemnity issues. So I suppose the best recent example is probably the fair value assessment that a lot of insurance brokers have had to um, undertake with a lot of forms to be filled in. I can imagine, well, I can't imagine how much time that took up for those smaller brokerages for the probably the key person within that business, which is always always also responsible for executing the majority of their customer base, how they've found the balance to retain, undertake the compliance piece, but also win new business. Um, we also talk about access to the market, access to decision makers within the market and um, the scale of, of commission that those smaller brokers receive. And I suppose, you know, we talk about prospects and people who join Momentum. Um, a lot of Momentum ARs, as, as a lot of the people we do talk to, historically have done all their own broking before joining Momentum. And, and for some, it's a big step to pass as across to a team led by yourself. Must be a huge amount of responsibility and, and one of those real difficult things to get right. Massive. Um, something we don't take lightly. I don't think you can ever really underestimate the courage or the risk taken by a, a new AR. You know, they're leaving some quite senior roles within the industry that are probably well well remunerated, nice salaries, and they've taken the decision to become self-employed and join a business where they don't know anyone and they've got no idea where the next paycheck is coming from. Um, when I was at 10, when I started my career, it's always stuck with me and a new AR joined and I was kind of going through the motions on a new business case I wasn't the most experienced back then and, and the phrase it's okay for you you'll receive your salary I eat what I kill has always kind of resonated with me um so yes it's a massive pressure but I think it's something that we've managed to uh improve on over the last few years so despite our team kind of growing considerably from a broken perspective we've, we have retained core key principles that we implemented back in the days where there was only five of us we like to work in partnership with our members. Each AR is different. Their needs, we have to almost create a, a tailor-made tailor service to each to provide 
the service that they need. Um, I do also think uh, there's a bit of a stigma attached to a network broking desk as well. And that sometimes impacts the confidence of somebody potentially willing to um, relinquish control of their own broking. Um, there may be, there might have been AR networks or just networks previously where the depth of quality wasn't there um, when it came to the, the broking desk. Whereas, as you know, within our business, the focus has always been, what are we? We're an insurance broker. So therefore, the quality that we have to provide from a placement perspective has to be unrivaled. And um, yeah, I think I think we've achieved that. And I think fundamentally, the, the, the middle of all of that is communication, isn't it? So there is expectations and making sure those communications are done in a timely manner to make sure everybody knows what's happening. And, and I think really is peace of mind, isn't it? Peace of mind, it's in control and it's, it, it's, it's in action. I suppose we've, we've talked to enough ARs over, uh, over the years to, to understand what their concerns are. And I, th- I think it is always, has an individual got the same ability or heightened ability than I have? But yes, like you've just said, communication. They have to know what's going on with the case. So they have to know where the case is, what we've done with the case, who we're talking to about the case, what we think the end result might be on on, on that prospect. So that communication, but that's where I talked about partnership. You have to understand that each AR is different. Some might require more regular updates as opposed to somebody that might be a bit more relaxed to have less frequent updates. It's just, as I said, it's just tailoring yourself to that individual member to ensure you work with them in the right way. I mean, we'll talk about momentum and recruitment shortly, but if we just focus on the insurance industry in general uh, to start off, but what, what do you think the insurance industry needs to do to manage the lack of talent and resource and, 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 and encourage, dare I say, even encourage people to take in insurance as a career path? We need to make insurance more appealing to the external audience, don't we? we well, we both, we both fell into it, didn't we? So, yeah. And I think that's what everyone says. And there's a bit of, oh, yeah, I fell into insurance. Well, actually, insurance can be an extremely exciting sector to work in. You know, once you're within the insurance industry, you have some fantastic days. You work with some fantastic people. Um, if, if you work hard enough, there's opportunities to, to, to forge a, a fantastic career. So, yeah, I think it's just managing the message externally to, to make our sector more exciting to those that uh, that uh, that will, will potentially come in and work in the insurance industry. And thinking about it specifically from Momentum's point of view, what what is Momentum doing, particularly in the broking space? We are recruiting um some apprentices so um we are taking on i think we've taken on four already and we've got another five coming on um so we're investing in individuals at that level but we've always done that so we've got individuals in our business that came as apprentices and then we provide them with a career path and we've got a couple that have 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 reached dipci and we've got a couple that are actually aci qualified um which is a fantastic journey um we do um, a lot with individuals within the business, not from a recruitment perspective, but we are, we fulfil individuals' career aspirations with the recent structure change. Um, I still think we can do more. We've got a new marketing team that we've taken on recently. They're already providing some great content um, to allow us to attract more members, but I think they've probably got some, some better ideas than, than, than my good self as to how we can expand that and reach a wider audience to, to attract people to our, to our sector. And I suppose, you know, thinking about the insurance industry, you know, not being about broking or not being about claims. I mean, you know, we've got a couple of real life examples where one of the apprentices who recently joined your team has moved into the systems team. We've had 
people go from systems to marketing, administration to accounts, and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, it's not just about, you know, being siloed to one certain path. No, I think that's the thing about momentum. Yeah, we, we can now appeal. We uh, touched on earlier with the biggest change in the business is we've got so many teams now. Um, so, so when you come into the business as a broker or as an apprentice broker, if you see another um, line of work within our within our business that you probably prefer or your skill set is better suited to, we aren't going to force that person to continue in a role that they're unhappy with. We always, you know, we've, we've tried to create a people first culture within our business. So we will be as flexible as we can to support the uh, desire of each individual uh, to, to flourish, progress in a, in, a, in, a, in a, I suppose, in a sector within our business that they they want to work in. So I think of thinking wider to the to the the challenges in the market. But what do you see that you know for the latter part of twenty twenty three and moving into twenty four, the challenges you see for the insurance broken world? Well, we've touched on claim service. That's a very topical one now. I think that's now beginning to resolve itself from the conversation I've had. I think some some very clever actuaries predicted that uh, post-COVID traffic levels would never return. So a lot of claims individuals left jobs and we're now going through the process of um, recruiting and training a lot more. So I think that challenge will will negate itself. We've obviously got the the, the current uh, challenge of um, inflation, haven't we, with, uh, with, 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 with indexation on property uh, to manage and on it underinsured properties are a big focus at the moment for us and for a, a lot of um, insurers and brokers out there. We've got the motor market, which doesn't seem to be showing any signs of change, which is becoming actually a little bit more challenging at the moment. So insurers seem to be struggling to return profit on that product line. So that's causing a headache for us in terms of the amount of rebrokes that, that are currently undertaken with some, some large increases that are having to be passed to customers. Um, moving into 2024, I think that motor sector will continue to become, sorry, to be a challenge. We've also got the cost of reinsurance that continues to, to be a challenge for our insurer partners. And ultimately that is passed to, to, to the end customer, which can cause some um some challenges. So I think they're the main challenges at the moment. On, on the positive, though, Alistair, there are there seems to be a shift in terms of the capacity available for professional indemnity uh, and directors and officers or management liability, it's often referred to now. So whereas during COVID, those and following Grenfeld, those that that capacity available in the market reduced considerably, rates shot up lack of appetite for certain higher risk trades that now seems to be on the verge of training changing which might be good news for um for a lot of customers that were hit quite hard um four or five years ago so just moving into conversation to you personally if you don't mind matt um you know i'm sure from time to time something hits your desk which might be new to you where do you go for advice who do you go to feel free to name names if it's obviously more, more of a transactional broking challenge we've got the senior broken team, we have a lot of dialogue, a lot of correspondence, so we can bounce ideas off each other. Um, but then obviously in terms of our more senior management team, it's a young, you know, it's a young team, but it's an experienced team. So people like yourself, Hazel and Howard, we meet up and talk um, incredibly frequently. So some great idea, great people to bounce ideas off. But, you know, you've also got your AR members and, and, and what you've got to remember is that a lot of our ARs have done the role that we've done or or they might have been in more senior roles than some of us have been. So 
it's great to actually bounce ideas off them as well. Uh, and that's the beauty about our model that sometimes you can bounce an idea or share an idea with the AR. You go, well, actually, Matt, what about this way? Because when I did it, I, I did this. Have you thought about this? And you can actually, again, going back to work in partnership, there's, 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 there's no better thing to do than kind of consulting your, one of your, one of your, well, which ultimately your client for some, um, well, some agreement and feedback as to how they want to progress something. I mean, naturally, this is a very busy job with huge amount of responsibility, Matt. What, what do you do to, for downtime? <laughs> um, if, if I switch, if, if I switch, when off, you get it, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> if I do switch off, I, I spend a lot of time on partner Emily and our young son Max. I think um, some in our business have already stated that Max was the next insurance broker, which I'm, I'm not too sure how he would feel about that when he can actually vocalise and, and, and share, share his feedback with me. Um, look, I'm, I also try and still play a bit of football, but I'm getting older now, aren't I? So it's uh, getting a bit harder to do that a few times a week. But if I'm not playing, I like to lot, lot, I like to watch a lot as much football and cricket and sport as I can, to be honest, to, to, to wind down. And look, we, we're running out of time here, but yeah, final question for you. What, so what does the future hold for Momentum and the Momentum Broken team? I think the Momentum Broken team is is, is only going to improve. Um, it will continue to expand, but there'll be areas of specialism that we want to want to explore. So it'd be great to have some product leads, as I touched on earlier, motor trade and motor fleet are something that we've already kind of got in place. We've got some individuals that understand that market extremely well whether we can expand that over other product areas, your professional indemnities, directors and officers, marine, et cetera, et cetera. That would be fantastic. Um, I think products would be great. So, you know, we've launched a couple of specific momentum products that are exclusive to us. That gives a USP to our AR members when they're out um, selling those products to their clients. I'd like to create more of those for, for, for our ARs um, to continue to give them an edge in what is an extremely competitive marketplace. Well, look, thanks once again, Matt. For really, really insightful chat. Um, on behalf of everyone who's listening, thank you um, for sharing your thoughts on all things momentum broking and what's obviously happening in the market. Thank you to everybody who's joined us today. We're delighted to bring you today's episode. Whether you're a broker or an underwriter or simply have a loose association with the insurance industry and you fancy joining us on the next podcast, then please do get in touch. For those who want to hear more or listen to some further episodes, please subscribe to Momentum Moments wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks again for joining us. Have a good one.